0: really want a couple of y'all to share. Just, can you just share a little bit about, like, maybe even what the Lord showed you when we went to Asbury? Is that okay? Maybe a couple of y'all? You, you want to share a sec? And just do a couple of y'all. Like, I just, just tell everybody what it was like. What were you experienced?
1: Yes. Um, so, first and foremost, I just want to share. Y'all pretty well. i am in kind of emotional. But uh, I'm seven days clean from smoking. And um, it's it's no really it's it's all god man it's all god and um just that whole experience of of going there um what i just shared it was just like you can just feel this this pool of just this the holy present the holy ghost and um when i was in line uh, it was raining really 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 hard and uh i remember this lady singing behind me and all i could do i'm shaking right now but all i could do was just put my hand in the air and and just 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 look at the sky because when I tell you that like the presence of Jesus was there and not just there, but like when I walked into that chapel, you could just almost see angels on every corner being like, welcome, we love you, Jesus loves you, and it's just a pool of just his presence. And in this church, I feel it every Sunday I come in here, I feel it. And you can't fake that, you know? And I've been on this journey for a long, long time of just finding, like, why, God? What, what's next? And it was none of that. It was like, welcome, my son. There's more. There's more. And I love you. And, and you guys love me. And I love you. And it was just like, it, it's hard to explain, you know? And, like, it really is. But that pull of him showing his grace, showing his mercy, me having that want to go, want to change, want to be set free. I want to be set free, and I am set free. I am set free. There's no chains on me, you know? Like, and and I, I mean that. Like, my hands are cold, but Bill said it perfectly fine, man. Cold hands and a warm heart, you know? Like, that's how I feel. So um, it's really hard to explain what happened there, you know? You kind of had to just be there, and it's still going on, I believe. But when I tell you that that pool of just, like, come to me was there you could be broken in so many ways it didn't matter he was there and he was going to show up and he did and, and you all you all have seen the videos and posts you can't you can't fake that you can't fake that jesus is here today and he is right. not leaving come come okay on. that's, and that's right. it here you
2: know. it,
0: He's here today, man. That's what I do now.
2: Hey, guys. Uh, so um, for me, I, when I got there, I was like, I, I walked in there and sat down, and I was kind of like formulizing in my mind of like how to experience the moment and how to experience Jesus. And I like sat there, and I was kind of like, okay, you need to position your heart in this kind of way. To receive this and so I like walked myself through a process of like trying to be present and then I wasn't really feeling anything and so like I walked through like confession and I confessed things I was like then if I walk through this way then I'm going to experience Jesus or if I if I'm not feeling it for myself I'll start praying for somebody else and maybe I'll feel it this way and it was like finally I I began like kind of became like frustrated and I was just like God, I ha- I don't know what to do. I have nothing, but I'm just here. Like, I'm just here. And I just give you all these ideas and constructs I have of like how to obtain your presence. And I'm just here. And it was like he met me then when I was like, I have nothing. I have nothing. I don't know what to do. It was like all my uh like wisdom and knowledge that God has given me, I was like, I I literally like count it for nothing except for I know Christ crucified. That's it. And I'm and I'm here and I have nothing. It was like then I experienced him. And I think that I I was in so much awe of like hearing the praises and the cheers and the singing and knowing and acknowledging that he was in the room. That I just was like it was almost in like like a trance, you know, and it was just like Jesus is like here right now with me. God is here. And then I think it was like a collective unity of that thought and that mindset amongst thousands of people that we experience and I was like man he he's ready to do this like here today right now all the time are we ready and will we just not have an agenda or a plan but just be so astounded that Jesus is here and just sit and like fall in our face in that and be like this is more important than my job anything it's more important than anything and I think I experienced just a little glimpse of that for like six hours but And it felt like it was like 15 minutes, too. But I think that to have, you know, thousands of people in one place with that mindset, he was really magnified there. But he's ready to do it here, right now, today, right now, you know? And I think that's what I'm, like, fired up about. It's like I think about the scripture that says you, like, groan in pains of childbirth. Like, I'm just like, I just want to see heaven, you know? I want heaven here on earth for all of us. And he's he's right there, like, you know? So, yeah, it was very incredible, though. Um,
3: yeah, so I also was with uh, Jake and the group that went, and I had just a couple of really cool uh, takeaways. One was, like, just the... Uh, just the experience of being there, like there was one point where I was standing there, and I was standing by Jay, and like my legs were like almost like buckling, like they were just like I was like swaying, I never experienced anything like that and i I told him afterwards I was like it felt like I was literally being hit with waves, like ocean waves like off the stage, and he was like, yeah, like I felt that too, and I was like i've never never had that and then like uh but kind of like jake i'm like <laughs> making I was like trying not to make up these things in my head but then I'm just sitting there and like my hands start um like pulsing and it felt like literally there was like electricity in my hands and I'm like am I just making this up or like is my nerve like sitting on this chair weird or something so I'm like move my arm and I'm like no I still feel it like this is wild um so just like those were some cool experiences but um one big takeaway was like Jay said was you know, we go to these football games or whatever, and there's, there's like an expectancy, right? Like there's an excitement because of what you're walking into, whether that's like an excitement of watching the game or seeing friends or tailgating or partying or whatever that is for you. Um, and it was like you could feel that like standing in line, and it, and it was like, man, like why are Sundays not that for me? And I think it's really just, like, an expectancy of, like, that on Sundays, I get to show up here and see, like, wild things be put on display. And um, one of the guys was talking, and he, he had people stand up, and he's like, man, like, the Lord just wants to heal all wounds, you know? Like, not just physical, but, like, emotional um, or spiritual, mental, physical. Like, he wants to heal all of them, and it was like if we walked in here more so with the thought of others, like I have to show up on Sunday because of who I'm going to experience, like how powerful that is because it's like, hey, I, I have to go so that the Lord can re- reveal a word to me about so-and-so because like they, they have wounds that need to be healed. And if we walked in that expectancy, like how much more excited would we be to show up every Sunday like we are to uh, a football game? So that was... Just some of my experiences. Good.
4: Uh, so so with me, um, one thing that stood out to me was it was kind of like when we were going, it's kind of like what to expect, what do I expect? You know, I'm hearing about this revival. Well, you know, I've been in revivals as a kid in the church and, you know, different things like that. What is this? What is different about this? It's been going on for like over a week and, uh, you know, 24 hours a day. What's going on? What is this? What, what does that mean? So, you know, we go in and, um, you know, everything that they've described is, is accurate. And, um, you know, we're worshiping, we're praising, we're praying Um, there's people there from all over the country, even a couple people from outside of the country had come in just for this because they want this fire, they want to carry this fire back with them to where they are. And so, um, I got in and what struck me was the, I I say simplicity of it. It's, it's worship, it's prayer, it's praise, just like we do here, just like, just like Quinn was saying and, uh, Jake and, um, but it, you know, people in their heart just calling on God and just saying, I don't want to let go of you, God. I don't want to let go of you until you bring this fire to our town, till you spread this fire around our, our culture and our country. And, and we just want to keep praising you. And we want to just keep crying out to you and keep, keep asking you and keep trusting you. And, um, so that that's what was there, that's what was going on there, and it and I think it is still going on, hopefully. But um, yeah, that's that's what that's what goes on here, and 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 it can go on just like that here, any other city, town across the country. You know, when we're just we're just seeking Him that way.
0: A couple things I want to hit on, what Quinn said is very important. I think very, very, very important. I think there's many of us who walk in the room, we don't feel worthy enough to do what you said. I'm not quite where you are, Quinn, so I can't come in here because I really need to get something today. Anybody been there before? Like, I'm not here to minister. And whatever room you go into, you don't see yourself as a minister or a pastor or somebody who's really connected to God because you've got all this stuff in your life that really needs help. Anybody with me? Come on now. Right? Come on, give me a holler. Come on. <laughs> We've been talking about, and I want to set this up really quick, and then I want to get into a personal story. We were talking about the scripture in 2 Corinthians 5, and we used the Mona Lisa as like our framework kind of picture for us, but how the reality of this passage is, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And the reality is like there's one Mona Lisa, right? You, no matter how good your brushstrokes are, like it's not going to create the original. There's one original. And what the, what the gospel ends up going on to say uh, in verse 21 is that for our sake, he made him, God made Jesus to be sin, like to be the fraud who never knew any sin, who was never a fraud, so that in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. Like we might be transformed and get a brand new identity. You're gonna be made the real thing. And I don't know about you, but a lot of my life I haven't felt like the real thing. Have you ever, like, I I believe in Jesus. I called on his name. I have faith, but like, I don't feel like a new creation. Have Have you ever looked in the mirror and been like, then obviously I'm not. But this says like you're brand new. But I want to draw our attention to Romans 12.2. I want us to think about this. Because Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. See, this infers that once you become a new creation, you can conform back down. You can step into the pattern of the ways of the world and their thinking. You can look different than your original design. You can start using the original painting to do stupid stuff. To not treat this thing as if it's the original because you don't really believe it's the original. So we have to transform the way we think about ourselves and think about the Father's connection in our life to understand that he's really truly made us brand new. What does that even mean? We have to transform the way we think about ourselves, the way we think about others, which then transforms our behavior and we begin to have this transformative process where we begin to look and look more like Jesus, truly manifesting the reality of our spiritual transformation. And I want to encourage you, if if you're not feeling like a new creation, maybe perhaps you're just on the journey of transformative ways of thinking and transforming your mind to help understand what does it mean that you're a brand new creation? What does it mean that you're the original? I pray that God gives us like wild experience of what that really means for us. And can I just bring you into the personal, because I had a very, very personal experience um, and it's 10 years in the making. I have a confession to you guys that I wanna share as well. And I have, I've processed this for a long time because I started asking the Lord. I'm like, God, why is it really hard? I'm, I'm sitting up here and I'm, I'm preaching. Why does it feel hard to be really honest. Like, even when I'm trying to be honest, it feels like I'm holding back. Like, there's a little bit of a guard over my heart that's like this for you guys. And maybe you never experience it or feel it, but, like, there is this thing in me that's like, I'll be vulnerable, but, like, there's a piece that I gotta, like, really guard from everyone in my life. And um, Neil Anderson says something, like, really, really powerful, but uh, he says, you're not hindered because of traumas. You're hindered by what you believe about traumas. And that sounds like that can't be right. Because I know some of us have experienced like really, really traumatizing, challenging things. And sometimes we identify with the trauma. So if somebody's, maybe you were abandoned as a young kid, it's easy, it's maybe susceptible for you to say, uh, well, I'm just not worthy of love because somebody left me and did that to me. I don't really deserve love. Well, that's not true. You're absolutely deserving of love. But maybe the truth is that person didn't understand love themselves, which is why they left. And if they understood the love of the Father, they would have never left you. And they would have loved your heart completely. And I had this really weird text this week from a guy. I didn't even know who it was. And I've been praying and asking God to help me with this because I'm like, I want to be vulnerable. I don't know how, like I really don't. I don't know what it is. I don't even, I just know I'm not. I feel like I'm faking. And I get a text from a guy. I don't know his name. You know, the name that comes up and they're like, conversation piece, And you're like, I lost all my contacts. Who is this? Anybody else? (laughs) I'm sure I should have your name in here. My contacts got lost. I don't know who you are.
3: I thank you for laughing because we get it, you know? We get it.
0: And I I don't get a text back for hours, and this guy texts me back, and he says, I'm probably the only guy who ever came up to you after a sermon and said, you are young and immature in your preaching, but I can tell the Holy Spirit's inside of you, so keep going. And 10 years ago, y'all, I don't know what this man looks like. I don't know his name but when I read that text, I felt it in my heart. I'll remember that comment. And I told myself, I'll never forget what I felt leaving that place. I said, I will never hear that again. And as long as I live, I will stand before people and they will awe at the work I put in to do this. You'll leave and be like, that Jay is incredible he walks with God and he talks with him. And I just wish I could have the relationship that he has. But a lot of my motivation for my studies began to say, what will they say? What would they do? And I did it for years until it led me to this place of burnout in this place where like, people burn out. I don't even know what that means, but like burnt down to the wire and be like, bro, I'm up here blackout. Like, I feel nothing. My emotions are dead. Ever gone to that point in your life? I feel nothing. I don't feel happy. I don't feel sad. I feel nothing. I feel dead inside. And I was sitting at the Asbury revival and like, literally y'all, like my experience in that room, I'm like, I feel like I'm like hearing what's about to happen. Like, this person needs you to say this. Like I started, I went in there and I was like, God, do this for me, do this for me. And I hear God say, Jay, I don't need you to ask me for that. I need you to ask me for them. And I'm like, I, I don't feel worthy to do that. Like, what, 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 who am I? I don't know. Okay, God, what do you want me to say? And I'm like, he says, lean over this lady, tell her that she's carrying her, her son. Like, you need to pray for this lady, it's her son. And I'm like, man, I... I don't know. Like, your arms are heavy. Like, you should, I, I need to pray for your son. She so was like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, I to like I'm my son. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't know. Let's pray. I don't know what to do. And then I'm, like, standing there, and I'm singing this song. I'm like, I hear this lady behind you is about to say something to you. And I'm like, all right, bring it on. And then I kind of, I had this, like, weird thing. I was like, I need her to say something to me. She taps me on the shoulder right then. And she's like, I got to tell you something. I was like, well, I'm, I'm ready for it, because I knew you were about to say it. <laughs> say it. And you know, like when somebody t- tells you like a prophecy, you're like, yeah, okay, maybe. I feel like God told me she was about to say it. So like every word I'm like hanging on. And she's telling me some stuff about vulnerability. And she was like, one of your superpowers was like the fact that you were vulnerable. And she was like, it's going to be in your life and all this stuff. She's saying all this stuff and I can go on and on. It meant something to me because I know what she's talking about there was like this covering over this place of my heart where I couldn't be honest because I put a guard up over something I believed that wasn't quite true. Jay, you are young and immature. There's nothing you could do about it. You better be afraid because everybody's analyzing what you're about to say. And I began to live for everybody else other than just my father who just loved me and he was right there with me. And I started seeing myself as will. When I'm up here telling you guys about will, I felt like my life was the broken thing, but I was not worthy because I'm standing in front of y'all and I'm like, I feel just as broken as everybody else. But I can't tell nobody. And what happens if I'm honest with y'all? I'm like, bro, I don't I don't know what to do. I don't have all the answers. And God started showing me like I'm driving to this wedding. And he was like, man, when you enter in this relationship, it's not a haphazard thing for me. Like I commit to the death. Do you know that? Like I promise myself to you, I'm gonna be super faithful. I'm never gonna leave you. I love you so much more than you can imagine. And you could trust me. And I don't know what happened. I have no idea. I don't know, but he like highlighted it to me and he showed me, he was like, bro, you are operating out of fear. And I just want to tell you, like if you want to know what it is and what's going to be produced when you conform down into the patterns of this world's behavior, your motivating thing is going to be a fear. This is how you can identify the spirit of this age. When you are motivated by fear, You can be assured that maybe potentially you've been conformed now to begin to think like a pattern of this world. There's hope. And I want to tell you it's okay. He's not afraid. And he wants to set you free today. But we've got to get to this place where we allow the truth to come in and bring light in that dark place. He wants to bring light into your heart. He wants to shine light into the place that you feel is wounded, the place that you put up a guard because of something happened. That isn't what God wanted to happen in your life. If the people in your lives were listening to the king, it would have never happened to you. He made us worthy of his unmerited favor and love. He loves you and me more than we can imagine. And he wants to wipe the slate clean of your life, like absolutely like, take off the outer layer of your heart that you've like put up like a, like a iron steel box around because nobody can enter that space because it's too dangerous. And I wanna tell you, like, he's not gonna wound you, he's gonna heal. Like, allow him to shine light into that place. But my, my, my invitation, like, even as we just continue, as we start, is there a fear in your life today? Any fear at all. Right now, I would love for you just to ask him. Tell me about the place that's conformed down. Tell me about maybe potentially that fear. Show it to me. You just have a moment and ask the father to show you the fear because I Just let him speak to you. And could we do that together? Because I know that he wants to bring freedom and healing in this room. shows you like a moment or, or something, it, it, even like just a memory that like comes up to your mind, but maybe the next question to ask him is like, just ask him further, like, would you show me why Then, if you would, whatever he's shown you, spoken to you, um, would you maybe offer that to him to maybe replace it with what he wants to replace in that spot? That whatever he wants to replace and put there is himself. Now I want to circle back to something. This is something I invite you to do all the time with him. Just have time of communion with, with your father who loves you. Have that time often with him. And I want to go back to that Romans 12 two, because I believe this is part of what will allow you freedom to continue to do that over and over and over. Don't be conformed. There we are. Do not be conformed to this world Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Many people will see the word pleasing and we think of appeasing. Appeasing. I do this so that God is not going to be so mad at me. That is not what this passage is saying. God's wrath is satisfied at the cross over his son, which blood-bought perfect relationship with you and the Father, and he's made you one. You're the original masterpiece. Receive it today. Have it. You're the original. He loves you, and you stand before him saying, Dad, I'm not afraid. I love you because you love me. Thank you for loving me, and I'm absolutely confident in you. Come on. You stand before him confident because you haven't received the spirit of fear, but adoption as sons by whom you enter confidently saying, Dad, I'm here. Now, what he's doing as a kind father, he's saying, you're getting it, son. And when you are able to test and approve what is good, pleasing, perfect will of God, dad's cheering with you. He's not over there in the corner being like, finally got it. No, he's more like Mr. Rogers, you know what I'm saying? I know it. Bro, I watched, I watched Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, y'all. I like bawled my eyes out at the end of that movie. It was incredible. My wife said, I'm attracted to you in no way or fashion. I don't care. <laughs> I really believe, like, this is a beautiful picture, but like many of us read this and we're like, man, gosh, I got to do what's good and I got to please and I got to do the... Perfect, Will. How am I gonna be perfect? And he's like, Man, I wanna do life with you and walk you down a journey where your life is transformed and we do it together. Would you grab dad's hand? Would you let him hold your hand? Ten years for me personally where God gently for 10 years walks with me where I'm like, I don't know why I feel this. I ain't prayed about it at all. I just have this weird feeling like I'm inadequate. And you know what I believed? I believed that was. So when I'm telling you a message like this, y'all, I'm in the same process with you. He's transforming me by the renewing of the way I think. I, I didn't believe enough to pray to him, be like, God, I, I know you'll show me, but do you know what I found out 10 years down the road? I watched God save people. I watched him show up so kindly to me all the time. And yet I had a piece of my heart for 10 years that I believed the enemy's lie over my life, that I was young and immature, that I wasn't enough for doing this. I would never have told y'all that. Stood up here acting confident, hypocritical, He shows up anyways. I'm like, God, you're better than I thought you were. Maybe you feel like you don't have it all together. He's better than you know he is. He's he's still got your hand. He's gently walking you down the road so you can know it better. Just to say, man, I love you more than you know. I'm never letting go. No matter what you believe, I ain't letting go. Then you will be able to test and approve what is good, pleasing, the perfect will of God. I want to invite you into the journey together of just realizing more of that. Let's keep going together. I know he wants to do more than we can think or imagine. And when he transforms our heart and our minds in this way, Here's what's going to happen as we carry on to Romans 15. This is what's going to begin to happen as you begin to believe the reality that you're brand new, that he lives within you, and that what he shows you is not just for you, but every single person in your life, you are his ambassadors. You're going on behalf of the king, but not just on behalf of him, with him because his spirit was within you. Do you know who you are? the temple of the living God. Whew. Do you believe that? When you go to work, you're the temple of the living God, the Holy Spirit's within you. My prayer is that we have revival break out at Kroger through Jesse. We have revival breakout in every Santa Claus gathering all over America, Jason. Jay on UT campus. Marty all over that grounds crew, in Neyland Stadium, big dog. It's more, Christy at Webb. There's more for us, but it's not because of us, it's because who lives inside of us, and he's bigger than we even know. Do you know he's bigger than you know? And if he's bigger than you know, then you're in the right posture and position to be ready for him to do bigger than you know. But if you think you know, you don't. I don't either. But I'm convinced that he wants to do more. And I'm convinced that I haven't grasped the reality of the, the fact that I'm the, like the original connected with his spirit. Like, I don't understand it. I don't get it. But I want to know more. And dad's wanted to take our hand down a road and do more. And I don't even know what that means. I'm down for it. So here, I'm just going to skip down. Here's what's going to happen. Romans 15, 5 and 6. May the God of endurance and encouragement. This is my prayer for us. Grant you that means you receive from him that he would hold you in such a way, he would gift to you because he wants to gift it to you. You can't earn it, you can't do nothing for it, he wants to grant it to you. That means gift. Would you receive the gift today? He wants to give it to you, he wants to put it in your hands. He wants to take all the stuff you've got, like this, all the stuff on your shoulders, he wants to take it, give it to him, give it to him, every bit of it. And then open your hands, give me the gift. The God of encouragement. And endurance. May the God of endurance and encouragement. That means he's sticking with you no matter what. Well, he's endured through every circumstance. He's seen everything you did and he ain't never gonna quit. That's wild. And when you allow him to be who he said he is, it begins to transform a heart. And when it transformed by the renewing way I think and I understand the father of all encouragement, And endurance has stuck with me and been by my side to say, Jay, I want to build you up in this moment. I want to add to, I want to heal. I want to to bring restoration in ways that you don't even know yet. Like, would you let me in? Would you trust me? Trust me. And he's never leaving. May that God, when you experience him over and over and over, and I want to encourage you every single morning, the first thought in your mind, the God of endurance and encouragement, let him meet you. Let him meet you every single morning sit with them every single morning. Parents, lock the bathroom and let them wreck the house. (laughs) Tried to tell my wife, like, just shut the door, go in the shower and just like, hey, God, I'm here. I don't know what to do else. He shows up. he show up because he's faithful. Moms, he knows what you're in. If you got to do that while you're taking care of the kids, he's going to show up there. Listen for how he speaks. This may be different. Maybe different than when you expect. Don't put him in a box. He wants to show up while you, while you clean and dirty diapers. You know what I'm saying? Listen for him. He's talking to you all the time. He's that loving. He's that kind. He doesn't need you to go out of the ordinary. Like every moment he's speaking to you. Listen, just listen. Trust your loving dad, who's right there with you. He wants to grant you to live in such harmony with one another. So guys, when we begin to experience the endurance and the encouragement from the Father, he wants to gift it to you so that when we get together, we're singing the same song. And when we get back and we're starting to sing, I'm falling back in the loving arms of our Father, yo, we've experienced that all week. So y'all, we know what we're talking about. All all, all week, I encourage you, just enjoy him. and, And then takes on a whole different harmony of a song in this room when everybody is expecting, because we've been sitting with them, and I encourage you to sit with him because he's talking to you. Harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus. His life connected with mine. That together you may with one voice glorified the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So with one voice, we're going to sing praises to the one who endured and encouraged me, but not just me, every single one of us. Now, here's what's going to happen when that takes place and we see God's arms wide open to us, it's going to want to open our arms wide to each other. The verse continues in 7. It says, therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. Therefore, if Christ is doing this to you, welcome everybody as Christ has welcomed you. And I would go so far as to say, right now, your welcome to each other is the manifestation of the welcome you are feeling with God, your Father. And here's what I wanna invite you into. If your arms are feeling like this today, that's okay. That's okay. <sighs> I'm here to hold you when you're not ready to open your arms yet. You don't got to open them. My arms are stretched for you. Because I wish somebody would have seen my arms like this, but maybe you can't see it, you know? Would you love me anyways? And I want to tell you, he loved me anyways because he endured and he encouraged me. And so he's opening my arms. I got nothing to hide. I don't care. He hugged me. He loved me. He saw it and he didn't care. If your arms are like this, you know what it's from? It's just from a fear that you're going to be hurt again. I get it. I get it. He just has his arms open to you no matter what. I want you to hear that. His arms are stretched on the cross and all of his blood that was spilled out covers you even when you don't know it. Even when you're not walking in it fully, it's still covering you as you've called on Christ. You claim that you can step into deeper freedom. You're made for it, but we got to transform the way we think in order to manifest that life and see it. Your arms can open wide. You are not broken because somebody wounded your heart and you feel like you can't trust anybody. That emotion is true and real. thinking about that story in Goliath, you know? When they see the giant, they hear his voice, they see his size, and they go, who wants to go out there and fight? Not me. I'm evaluating all the realities of this situation, and I'm small, and I don't think I was big, and I'm, what's the reaction emotionally? Terror. Because they factored in all of the realities. They had the emotion of fear, it's okay. It's partially true till David shows up with three stones. He's like, yo, we don't got to fear nothing. We can trust the king because he's with us, right? And the only guy who really sees the giant fall is because this little tiny guy shows up. He's like, no, the king's with us. We can trust him. Let's go get it. And everybody's like, yeah, put him out there in the king's armor. He'll be fine. This little kid, you know, what are you doing? Crazy, right? If what you believe doesn't reflect the truth, then your emotions won't reflect reality. If what you believe doesn't reflect the truth, then your emotions won't reflect reality. Their reality was partially true. That giant is massive. I can do nothing against that giant. They are right. But the reality, there's one that supersedes that David believes and goes, I can't do nothing, but I know somebody bigger than the giant who can do it. He gonna show up. We ain't got to be afraid. And so is the hurt from whatever it is real? Absolutely. But is there something higher, greater, that wants to love you deeper, that's there with open arms for you to go, come here, I'm ready to show up. I'm going to invite the, the band up here one more time. We're going to close this song. And here's what I'm going to invite us into. A massive, and what I, I believe is maybe like the number one reason that we're not experiencing like incredible freedom from the Father because our arms are like this and we've been wounded but we've got this space in our heart that feels validated by our crossed arms. I don't deserve to be hurt like that and you you don't, but unforgiveness to the people in our life is not hindering them, it's a hindrance to you. It's hurting you, it's hurting you. and his kindness to us. In his kindness, he told us some things and invited us into and said you can be free if you choose to forgive. Forgive them. Is the invitation, forgive them. And they're like, that's easy for you to say. He knows your heart. And I think when we think about our hurts in our life, I think he looks at us and goes, I get it more than he might know. I get it. He endured next to you and me. And yet he's like over and over forgiving, forgiving, forgiving. And maybe you don't feel forgiven. I just want you to know that's the transformative thinking process where he's like, you're actually forgiven in Christ Jesus. You're absolutely forgiven, absolutely loved, absolutely covered. Would you receive that over your life? And what's the place that you feel unable to be forgiven? Bring that to him. Bring that into light. Hand it to him at the cross. There's level ground at the cross. And when you bring it to the cross, all that stuff that you feel like is too broken to be forgiven, to be covered, that's the stuff where I can be freed up enough and experience the love, divine love from God in order to then extend divine love to others. In order to extend forgiveness, I gotta receive the magnitude of my own forgiveness. You have been forgiven the most incredible debts, reconciled, and if you want to understand how severe it is, you've got to go to the cross and you see Jesus Christ bloodied and beaten, beard plucked out, a crown of thorns on his head, forsaken by his father as he looks up, knowing no wrong at all. Father, forgive them. They don't even realize what they're doing. I can't imagine saying that on the cross. Do you hear what he said to you? He didn't realize what he was doing us if he only knew my deep love he would have never if he only knew what I wanted to make him he would never have done that he outed you and me wild forgiveness I pray that we just receive the gift of God's heart today God love you more than you know today And tomorrow, I'm going to love you more than you know tomorrow. I've forgiven you more than you even realize. You can trust me with your heart. You can trust me with your wounds. You can trust me. My arms are stretched wide for you. And his invitation for us is to let go of all that stuff that we're like, like this. And he's like, come on. And today, I would love to ask Adam and Kelly, is Ryan and Jen in here, anybody? If you're a a leader, I would would love to invite you as we sing this song, we've done this before, but I really wanna press back into this. I, I wanna extend arms to you today just out of an act of faith, if there's something in your life that you're like, bro, it's like this. I don't even feel forgiven. I don't feel love. If you would just like let that go, we just wanna extend arms for you. I just want you to experience what I'm talking about here. We are the manifestation of Christ's body. You're invited. And when you receive the hug, I invite you to stay and give them. Would you receive not just from Jay Smith, because that's not who hugs you. Experience the father who stretched arms wide to me. Hug me. And he wants to give you a hug. He wants the arms wide open. You can lean back in the loving arms of your father. I promise you he'll meet you right there in that. Let's do that together. If that's you, anybody in this room,
2: feel like this.